Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, Stateside Soccer Podcast, episode 193. Hope you all are doing well. Um, today will be a Champions League edition, um, recapping Tuesday's games, predicting uh, Wednesday's games, and then uh, might have a little discussion at the end, make a question up or two to uh, end the episode off on discussion. Scott, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. I do love that the Champions League is back. Yeah, it's very fun. It's a very fun... and. I guess, Scott, we'll start off with this because we'll start off with this game. Tottenham and Bayern, it, it was the biggest scoreline of the day, the biggest embarrassment for a team of the day. Um, but in terms of fun, in in the first half, you look at, Spur, I should say, if no one knows the score, seven, Bayern beat Tottenham at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 7-2. to two. Um, But when you looked at the first half, uh, Tottenham looked really fun. Like, they, they, they looked like they... Are so much better in the in the Champions League competition than they are in the Premier League. I mean, that's my thought. They just played more exciting football than in this competition than any other competition I've seen. Um, do you d- agree or disagree on that? I do actually. I liked the way Spurs played up until the the worst of it came. Yeah, I I don't know why or how. I mean, it was just an utter collapse. Um, two goals in three minutes. For uh, for either side to make it one one, Hungman Sun and, and Kimmich, and then Lewandowski in uh, the stoppage time of, of the first half. Kane got a penalty in the second half, but Serge Gnabry got two goals in two minutes, and then two goals in five minutes. Um, he got four goals tonight. Unbelievable for him. Robert Lewandowski two goals, and then obviously I said Kimmich. Um, this is this one's going to feel good for Byron Scott. <laughs> I mean, as it should, and, and especially for a player like Serge Gnabry, who um, used to score goals for Tottenham's main rival, and then was sold off the idea that he wouldn't be that good. Yep. Thank you, Arsene Wenger. I'm sure Arsenal fans are loving that. Um, the poach out hashtag, obviously, is on Twitter. Scott, is it warranted? No, it's idiotic. Do you think if they go out of the Champions League, if they don't get past the group stage, then it's warranted? I think we can have a different conversation based on where they're at. Okay, uh, that's fair. We'll leave it for another day. Um, the dude took them to a Champions League final last year. Yep. Things don't change that quickly in four months. Well, some I'm just saying some would argue that this uh, changes in football happen much more frequently in this day and age than they did years ago. So. They do, but is, does that mean it's always warranted? Because this is still Poach's squad. Like, does Poach need more resources? Like, what does Poach need? And does Poach get it if he asks for it? That's also a good question. Yeah, that we might be able to discuss that at a later date um, if Tottenham don't get to the quarter or the uh, the group stage. Uh, I would like to end off the uh, the Bayern recap as Serge Gnabry has scored as many goals as uh, Harry Kane has since Tottenham Hotspur Stadium has um, been open. And that is Serge Gnabry scored. That four. is remarkable. So, yes, uh, and quite embarrassing a little bit um, for Harry Kane. But we'll move on. Um, that was like one of the last games, obviously, of the Champions League. We'll start at the beginning. Madrid and Club Bruges. Club Bruges looked incredible. Well, obviously, Madrid looked pretty woeful at times defensively, um, which led to both of Club Bruges' counterattacking goals. But they looked like they had some exciting football. And uh, poor Simon Minouet. I really don't feel bad for because they 100% should have not 
gone away from the Bernabeu without three points. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him either. I mean, Mignolet, clearly, he, he left Liverpool to be the number one at Club Rouge. He left for the right reasons, I think, but today's display is probably further evidence that it's not all wages greener on the other side. Now, I should say, it also does not help that their captain got a red card in the 84th minute and then Casemiro scored in the 85th. Um, but also, you could also argue that Madrid had plenty of chances. They had 27 shots today, Scott. Um, and a lot of those, not not a lot, but uh, quite a few happened within the last minutes of the game after Casemiro scored. So they could have, they easily could have won this game. But you got to feel Ramos at least was offside. It is what it is. You got to le- feel at least good to come back and salvage a point, right? I mean, yeah. Based on the fact that Ramos was offside, I would take it. Sure. Uh, Atalanta, 0 for two, Scott in Champions League football. Um, lost at home against Shakhtar. I don't have anything else to say other than I'm disappointed based on their performance in Serie A last season. I thought they were gonna. I thought this was a competition they could flourish in at least to get to the group stage. I support your opinion. Thank you. Uh, what's going on with PSG, Scott? They are a team with a lot of talent, struggling to score goals, whether it's in Ligue 1 or um, Champions League. Except for when they beat Real Madrid, of course. Uh, but another 1-0 scoreline today for PSG. Mario Icardi getting the goal in the 52nd minute at Galatasaray, which is uh, it's a big it's a big sta- not a big stadium, but it's a big stadium when the fans are in for it. And Galatasaray fans are crazy, as we all know. Um, this is Falcao's Champions League debut, I believe, for them. Um, but PSG getting three points. I guess that that's all that matters at the end of the day. It should be, but. There are probably some stylistic concerns they're going to want to address sooner than later. I mean, they just can't keep bailing each other out on one hours all year. Yeah. I mean, we all know how Neymar feels. He's been the one getting the one oh winners and it was uh, it was the new man, Acardi's turn. He's on loan, right? It's not it's not a is it a buy option or is it a just a loan? I believe it's loan with obligation to buy. Obligation to buy, okay. Um Juve. 3-0 winners at home against Bayer Leverkusen, who I thought would have given a bigger test to the Serie A Giants, but um, here we are. Here's the 3-0 scoreline. Ronaldo, 88th minute. Higuain with a goal and assist today, but Scott, as you told me before we recorded, Ronaldo with the man of the match, um, pretty probably undeservedly. I actually don't know because I didn't get to see the game, but yeah, I mean, just in general, it just seems like he always gets the favor. Just stats. If we're looking at stats today, I didn't see the match either, but goal and assist for, for Gonzalo, you'd think uh, he would get it. Locomotive Moscow, um, on the wrong end of the scoreline today, we should just say that, 2-0 against Atletico Madrid's Jao Felix with his first Champions League goal uh, of his young Atletico Madrid campaign. Get in, Jao! Good for him. And uh, Thomas Partey scored, and I believe this is the same Thomas Partey, not that there are two Thomas Partey is. But his house got broken into. Another La Liga player whose house got broken into. Yep. Sad for him. But uh, on the score sheet, should feel good. Um, Manchester City 2-0 against um, Dynamo Zagreb. Sterling, Phil Foden with a goal. Nice for Phil. He hasn't seen much action this season. Uh, he saw a lot of action last season. Um, you know, especially at his age and at the club that he's at. So hopefully he can get some more um, some more minutes in his boots, but good for him for get a goal today. And, uh, yeah, I don't, you have anything you want to say about city? 
yeah, when Pep Guardiola leaves, Phil will finally get a manager that wants to play him. So, do you think it? Do you do you think that's true? Do you think Pep doesn't want to play him, or that he just has? No, it's I mean, not true at all. Pep <laughs> wants to play him. That was actually I was literally quoting Pep because he jokingly said a few weeks ago, "Oh, when I leave, maybe Phil will get lucky enough to have a manager who will come in and play him." Pep knows that's the issue. Pep knows that game time is the issue. Pep also just doesn't have a solution based on the 280 million pound squad he has around the rest of Phil Foden. I know, I know you were putting the num- number up there, but um, they're actually the first. I'm, you, I'm pro- you probably know this. They're the first billion squad in football history. But that does mean 23 man squad, correct? Not starting 11. Of course. Yes. Like that was important to, to distinguish. Yeah, if there was an 11-man squad of a billion, I'd be a little bit worried um, for other teams' sake. Uh, but yeah. Well, we all dream of a team of Jamie Carragher's, but we can't all get it. I haven't heard that in a long time, and I'm really glad I probably won't probably <laughs> probably won't hear it ever again. Hopefully, um, Red Star Belgrade got a. I mean, I said that I said that with so much like promising inflection, but they beat Olympiaco, so I can't really... <laughs> Winners of routine Europa League future derby. Yeah, they beat Olympiacos, which, I mean, it, it's a side who made the Champions League, but it's not really a, a side you'd think Red Star might have trouble with. But it was at home. We saw what Red Star did at home last uh, Champions League against a couple sides. Um, but good for them. Liverpool FC, you suck. <laughs> good for them. Uh Nothing else to say on that game, really, because I don't know anything about them, and nor do I need to. Um, Farmers League. <laughs> nah, I'm just trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Good for them. That's a good win. It's a good three points. It'd be cool to see them leave the group. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, this has literally nothing to do with you just with what you just said. But how terrifying, Scott, would you be in their tunnel? Dude, I mean, they've got an atmosphere. You want an atmosphere? Upper atmosphere. Like, bro, people will light flares off that will set you on fire and you'll enjoy it. Like, that's their atmosphere. <laughs> you will like it. You will be on fire. It's, just, like it's it. just how it is, man. It's just how it is. Those, those like, Eastern European clubs are just mad, but you got to love it. Are they more mad, though? Are they more mad? Than the Seattle Sounders? No. Than... <laughs> Than LAFC now. Than Boca Juniors. Nah, I mean, <laughs> I think they're crazy, but in a different way. Like, Boca Juniors, they're just going to stab you or, like, cut you with a machete. Whereas, like, the Eastern European clubs are just going to, like, set you on fire. Yeah. Okay. It's a different type of farm, but yeah. It, it's, to each their own, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, nothing else to recap from me, Scott. Shall we just move on to, uh, to Wednesday's games? We do have games. We do have games. Gank host Napoli to start off the day, um, as well as Slavia Prague, Dortmund. Uh, Slavia Prague, Scott, I think they were at home against Inter. They're also at home against Dortmund. They got a point against Inter. Can they get a point against Dortmund? Why not? You know, why not? I don't believe in Dortmund as much as other people do right now. It's just, they seem like they're teetering on a weird edge right now, and they just haven't quite made it over that edge it's just 
I don't know. I'm looking for a little bit more from, from Dorman as a whole. So maybe they come out and absolutely wallop these poor souls, and, and that's my punishment for speaking ill against Marco Royce ever. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't bet on it, um, but it'd be, a, it'd be a nice result for them, obviously. If Slavia Prague get three points, how? give me a number to the nearest thousand of how many gifts will be used of Slavia Prague's owners laughing at when they found out what group they're in. Oh uh, yeah, no, it'll probably be it'll probably be enough. It'll be enough to fill up the internet. I know that. Well, I'll enjoy it nonetheless. Um, if we're going predictions, Scott, I'm really going Dortmund three one. I know, I know, you don't rate them I'm as much as, as no, I'm comfortable agreeing with that. And I, I should say as as much as other people, because of course it'd be it'd be pretty idiotic to not rate Dortmund um, with the squad that they have. But uh, yeah, I think. Although Slavia Prague can as well as the Red Star put a pretty good atmosphere up, I think Dortmund will struggle less than Inter um, this time around. And for Napoli, going away to Genk, I really don't see any issues. So I say they will go two for two um, and get another win in Champions League. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm with it. Barcelona and Inter start that game off with, uh, with a prediction. Barca, of course, drawing at Dortmund in match week one, enter drawing at Slavia Prague match week one, probably the best matchup of the day um, in terms of just quality and, and, you know, the football that each side brings. I'm going to go Barca at Camp Nou, 3-1. Dude, Barca have just been shambles, though. You don't give them any chance at, at dropping points? Not at home. I, I, think that PK ther- not? I think that PK therapy dinner thing went well, if that actually happened. Who scores the goal then, the lone goal? For Inter? Yeah. Alexis Sanchez. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Barca draw this 2-2, and this this is one of Valverde's last draws. Really? Yeah, man, I, th- I, think, I think the writing's on the wall. I think that dude's on his way out. It's just a matter of time. And I think that this is one of those games that, like, a Romelu Lukaku would love to be like, hey, by the way, this is why I'm here. Um, so I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. All right. Well, I'd be down for that too because, you know, I don't really care about who wins this match. But, yeah. Parker, uh, just as you know, Inter, they're not for everyone. No, they're not. I know they're not. But they are for some. Um, it's also their slogan, so. I know. Uh, I won't say anything about their slogan. Uh, Leo and Chelsea. uh <laughs> Chelsea, how would you describe their performance against Valencia? I don't want to say it's unfortunate because they kind of did it to themselves. Oh, Um, no. Yeah, I mean, unfortunate's fair enough, though. Like, they were hard done by. I'll say that. They were hard done by. Yeah, but also Ross Barkley, like, eh, like. Well, Ross, all right, I'm not even going to go into Ross Barkley. (laughs) He's he's eating chips out late, Scott. They should have won, dude. They should have won. Ross Barkley eats chips and fish for lunch and dinner every day, and that's why Ross Barkley is the person he is. But that's a different conversation. I think Chelsea are going to turn right the ship a little bit this week. And listen, not that there's anything wrong with fish and chips, but every meal, every single lunch and dinner, come on, Ross. Uh, I will go Chelsea. Take care of yourself. You're a professional. I will go Chelsea away from home, get one point. But Ooh, just a point, just a point. But to the doing of Tim Way, he gets the goal for a week. Yeah, you're gonna say that. Get here in your dreams. <laughs> Tim Way's not making the squad. Okay, that that might be true. Uh, 
Leipzig and Lyon. That's actually a really good matchup. Um, this is hot. Yeah. This is really hot. Two crazy owners. I'm here for it. Who's Lyon's manager? Or I guess I guess president John Michael Hollis is their president. Uh, I don't know who's in charge of Leon. I was just gonna say that like whoever their manager is, I don't care what he's done in his past. He's a better person than Leipzig manager. Nagelsmann. Yeah, dude, you just hate Nagelsmann because he said, "Oh, we're not scared of the power Anfield," and then he literally ate his own foot the next day. So, <laughs> hey, come on, you don't you don't talk up your own squad. Going to Anfield. Come on, that's just yeah, but you got to understand the position he's in as a young coach and the daunting task that is playing Liverpool at Anfield. It was either one of two things. Yeah, we respect the opposition a lot and we're really looking forward to a good game, or it's we're going to kick their teeth in, we're not scared. All right, well, he chose the wrong one to face a man like Jurgen Klopp with. But he knew it. He knew it when he said it. He was only one foot. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Leipzig. I'm going to favor them, Scott. They had a really hot start in the Bundesliga, and I think it might carry over to uh, to Champions League. I don't see why not. That's that's probably fair enough. I mean, Leipzig, Leipzig are in good shape. Um, the Bundesliga part won't be sustainable for, for too long, but they're in good shape now. I'll say, like, let's go 2-1. Let's be generous and give Leon a goal. Now that's inevitable. It, it will never sustain the Bundesliga. Um Valencia and Ajax. I still think Ajax, Scott, could have some good results in the Champions League. I think they. I think they. I think their squad. At you know, as much as the good players have left, they've still retained that that chemistry that they've had in the squad last season. Um, and I think they. I, I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give them some credit. I think they'll get a point at Valencia tomorrow. That's very nice of you to say about a club that's quickly in decline, but. Um... <laughs> No, I don't think a point's unreasonable. That's the thing, though. Like, Valencia is really not that good. They probably, they were fortunate. I think lucky is certainly a good word to use for their performance against Chelsea. But, yeah, I don't think that they're these these big heavy hitters that you're expecting. It's more just, will Ajax's new stars be able to turn it on when it counts the most? I'm not so sure. A point's probably fair, but safe bet for me is Valencia win at home. Last game of the day will be discussing, and it's a quick discussion, it's not even a discussion, you know what, is it Benfica, will Malcolm be able to do the job? No, Benfica wins. Fair enough, I'm there. I mean, that's all I have to say. Um, and when I said at the beginning of the episode, Scott, I, there might be a discussion in there, I want you to roast me, because, when you remember when we were talking that's about, hard. you remember when we were talking about Ross, a, Ross Barkley like five minutes ago? Yeah, fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when I said that he was a steal for Chelsea for $15 million? Yeah, absolutely. He still could be, to be fair. And what did you say? That that's incredibly inaccurate. And I was like, Ross Barkley for 15 Scott. He could have a good couple years at Chelsea, have his market value rise, and then they offload him. I, I hate It's myself. only inaccurate because Ross Barkley's previous club was Everton. We'll know what that means. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, we do. Lukaku. Lukaku goes from United or from Everton to United is awful. Yep. Terrible. Goes to Inter, successful. We will know, dude. It's not United's fault. <laughs> Ross Barkley's probably going to go bang in 19 goals for Swansea in the championship next year. It's not 
Chelsea's fault. Now I'm really trying to think of an Everton player who's done well after moving away from Everton. Correct. The answer is not that blonde Stephen Naismith guy. Yeah. Because he's kind of a rat and went to Norwich. Also, um, there's a USL game tonight, Scott. I'm sure, as you're aware, Loudon at or Loudon at really? home against Pittsburgh. Um, thoughts on the match? Pittsburgh has a game in hand, and if they draw tonight, they move into a uh, first place in the Eastern Conference standings, standing alone. Look, I, that really upsets me, but good for them because Pittsburgh's a good team. They have didn't been, accept me at all. Well, I'm sure. Doesn't Indy Eleven deserves it to be exactly where they're at right now. The Rowdies deserve to be where they're at. New York deserves to be where they're at. I That's how it goes, man. You close right or you don't close at all. How many how many games are in the are, are in USL, Scott? Thirty four for each team. Thirty three okay. weeks. I believe I looked up with I looked up with a coworker. Indy Eleven's away record, and it was like five. It was like five one and nine or something like that. That would make sense. And in like that makes sense. Like the past five away games, they have lost. Yeah, that's a thing all across the championship, though. Like teams struggle to win on the road. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like the travel or the uncomfortability or like what it is. But teams don't typically do very well on the road, unless you're Bob Lilly and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, who have balanced it out. They've lost four times all year. They've lost once since July seven. Once in two and a half months. And you talk about Phoenix history being impressive, dude. Pittsburgh deserves a shout in terms of, obviously it's not anywhere near what Phoenix did. Of course, I would never make that direct comparison. But Pittsburgh deserves their own love in their own way because, dude, what they have cooking over there is something incredibly special. And they, if they get dangerously effective in the playoffs, it's over. It's over. I would agree, only because you because know... Because I know that there are maybe five people who listen to this each week that also pay attention to USL, I will very comfortably tell you that last month I predicted the Riverhounds and Phoenix in the USL Championship Final. Did you? I have two more weeks to make my prediction official, but last month that was my inkling. When the, when the Riverhounds had won five straight, I turned to Kelsey Steele, the wonderful hope host of Steal Some Time, the USL's podcast, and I said, Kelsey, it's going to be Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, in the conference final. It's going to be Phoenix, Fresno. Phoenix, 3-1 over Fresno. Pittsburgh, 1-0 over Tampa. Pittsburgh, 1-0 over Phoenix. So what does that mean for New York? They just get bounced early? The Red Bulls lost earlier. Wow. Probably to Pittsburgh, honestly. What What if the Red Bulls are at home, though? Right now, the Red Bulls are in third, fourth, third. third? Yeah, they're in third. third, yeah. So they wouldn't be at home against Pittsburgh. Well, as right now, yes, you're right. Uh, right, yeah, I mean, listen, we've got, we've got, Pittsburgh has four games to play, including the night, three after this one. So by the time this weekend's over, most of our midweeks are done, and it's just like you'll have a very clear picture of what it means for each team to go into their final three games. That's exciting stuff. Uh, Indy's not out of the woods, man. Indy has a trip to Tampa Bay on October 12th. That's massive. No, they're not. They have to focus on tomorrow, though. They go away to Ottawa, and that's going to be a test in its own right. Um, Ottawa sitting in seventh, needing three points to be able to get closer to clinching. And 
I'm just going to say that I think it's just as likely that Indy finish in the top three as it is that they don't host a playoff game. I will agree on that. Um, yeah, anything you else you, you want to say before we uh, wrap this up? I would just like to, and this is not a sponsored post or a sponsored element of this podcast, but I would just like to reiterate how valuable I think The Athletic is for soccer in America and soccer in the UK. I think that what The Athletic has done in a short space of time has been incredibly impressive, and if you don't subscribe, I highly encourage, because there are some beautiful stories being told around the globe. Most recently, one from Ralph Honenstieg on the lovely Sadio Mane. Highly encourage you to check it out. Unlike Scott said, uh, anyone within the athletic and the sponsorship uh, department, if you're listening, sponsorship inquiries can be found in the link in the description below. Um, Scott, thank you so much for your time, of course, and uh, I'm sure we'll do a Premier League prediction prod uh, on Friday. Um, but other than that, thank you for Did listening. you even run through the Liverpool game? No. I didn't. And that's, that's why, and that's why, and that's why the athletics not going to contact us is because my right. own doing. Yep, there it is. So let's go ahead and just talk about the Liverpool game real quick. Thoughts, oh, yeah. opinions. Uh, By the way, goodbye, literally everyone who does not care about Liverpool. I do genuinely yep. appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah, thank you for sticking with us for the uh, the whole twenty five and a half minutes. Um, but now, Scott, look. Champions League nights at Anfield are special. We all know that. So I will go Liverpool with a 4-1 win over Jesse Marsh's incredible start to the season with Salzburg. Yeah, I expect a heavy, and I don't have that much more to add. So I guess if you stuck around, even more power to you because you don't have to listen to that much else. But, um, yeah, I will say pretty definitively that I fully expect Liverpool to do some damage, some damage to this Leipzig team. Look, if there's not a heavy metal graphic for the for the match program, I will be irate. That's all I'll say. That's fair. That's a fair point, honestly. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so, Scott, hopefully sometime later this week for, again, Premier League predictions uh, that we did not do at my own fault last week. Sorry for that. Um, but, yeah, we will be back later this week for that. So, thank you, the listener, so much for uh, taking your time out of your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you're listening to this um, and we'll see you back later. Enjoy.